Hey guys, hopping in here before the show starts to talk to you about an exciting new opportunity for us to serve you. So many of you have asked us, and we're excited to invite you to dive deeper with Shannon and I and join the Dirt on Flowers Insider Group. As a member of the group, you get monthly flower farming goal setting and accountability worksheets, a community Facebook group of dirt bags, accountability pods, and a member directory so you can increase your network of marigolds and flower friends in your life monthly live Q&A on that month's podcast topics so you can dive deeper with us and get all of your additional questions answered, bonus teachings on timely and relevant topics, discount codes on future Dirt on Flowers online courses, and early access to our Dahlia Tuber sales. So move the needle in your business and dive deeper with us. It's only $20 a month. I mean, come on, that's the cost of selling one bouquet per month and an investment back into yourself and into your business. We're starting in February with a deep dive into profit first. So head over to our website at thedirtonflowers.com forward slash membership and hop on the wait list. Be sure to sign up and take advantage of our introductory pricing. We want to be for you what we so desperately needed when we first started our flower farms. So let us mentor you, guide you, and encourage you as you take your business to new levels in 2023. We can't wait to see you in the membership. All right, guys, let's join the podcast. I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of The Dirt on Flowers. Um, I don't know about you guys, but is anyone else getting the spring itch? I'm like, well, we've had like a little bit of a warm up here mm-hmm. and we've been watering all of like the spring tunnel crops and like everything's looking so green. And I'm just, I'm, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. I mean, I just need like a little bit more time and then I'll be okay to start pulling oh. tulips. But I know it's coming. It's the I'm excited. Middle. Of January. I'm not there yet. I'm <laughs> sipping extra coffee. I'm still in my cozy sweatshirt. It does have a spring feel though. Stuff is like things have like greened up a little bit. Yeah. 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 It does I feel know, that way. But it, a very mild it winter. Odd. Like we had a legit thunderstorm yeah. last week. Oh, and God. it was like lightning, thunder all day. Yeah. It was just it was wild. Really? So and that was like it feels like April, not January. So yeah, yes. I, I I like I the like the little bit of the warmth, but I also like that hard freeze because then I feel like I can. <laughs> well, one, there's less mud. And you can hard freeze. Yeah, I can hard freeze a little bit and just like <laughs> not shave my legs. Read the book. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's just. I mean, I do like appreciate the downtime, but I mean, I think we all like get into this into farming, not because we're like want to be couch potatoes, but because we're kind of busy butts. So mm-hmm. it's nice. I like being busy, but honestly, you know, it's so funny because when I first um, was done with my job, I was like, okay, am I going to be busy enough in the winter? And no. now I'm like, there's not enough time. I'm like still working on the weekends to try and get stuff done. And <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I still want to like, I have you know, I, I, I just realized the other day, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm actually still working 40 plus hours a week. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like. But for myself now. 
Right. It's very slow. It's slower schedule, you yes. know, in the ways of like yes. not having like people on the farm and stuff. But I'm still, you know, we're still managing employees and that takes up brain space mm-hmm. and finding things for them to do. And well, are you, are you in the thick of your crop plan? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, spring, I'm like pretty much, okay. I mean, like years ago, I used to order like all my spring and all my summer seeds all at one time and it was this huge expense. But now I kind of like do it a little bit at a time. So I like in my head, it was easier for me to break it up. So I'm like, okay, I'm only going to focus on spring. I'm going to order my spring seeds. And so I'm not having this huge expense. So I've obviously have my spring one done, but now I'm just finalizing my summer stuff so I can order the majority of my summer seeds. So that's kind of on my to-do list this week. Oh, that's so nice. it's easier to, for me to break it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't, I order mine in the you? fall. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm working on the crop plan now, but I kind of, um, it's easier for me to do in season. So I could get, I kind of already have like a gut feel for like what varieties I might want to cut out and ordering it then. I feel like it helps me from like flipping through seed catalogs this time of year going like, Oh, I'll try 500 (laughs) of those. Um, which is very easy to do, but, uh, it helps me like in season to kind of cut those things out. But yeah, Mm -hmm. we, um, we also kind of, I really only will like add a new thing or something each year. You know, I'm not adding yeah. like a ton of new stuff. Yeah. So, um, or just something to try. And mostly I'm in the process mm-hmm. of like eliminating stuff that I don't really want to grow anymore. So, but yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Spilling the dirt mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Crop planning. Crop planning. We're doing it. It's a, And actually it's a really big topic. So, yeah. you know, the, 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 and the questions when we put it out to you guys on Instagram, I mean, they varied a lot. So we, we kind of picked like the, the main questions that we saw some repeats on. Um, and we're going to be diving deeper into this in the future too. So, um, hopefully this will just scratch the surface, uh, for you too. So cool. Yep. All right. So the first question is abundant blooms flower farm. How do you keep it simple? Does it need to be complicated? And Simple is my is my love language, mm-hmm. along with efficiency. But um, yeah, keeping it simple, it does not have to be complicated. I think it no. feels overwhelming when you're looking at it because you're like the crop plan, the seed starting schedule, you're learning succession planting, like all of those things. But the easiest way for me is I just I break it down by season, and for me, I do mm-hmm. spring. I do summer, what I call late summer, and then I fall. So like I kind of break them up into four. I'm always looking how to make it less complicated. Like how do I simplify this process? Because it feels – it does feel overwhelming. I don't know. You agree, Shan? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean you can really – I, I think I think you can really go overboard with it. And that's why it's mm-hmm. I, I encourage you, even if you're just beginning, is to try to simplify it for yourself. There's a lot of stuff out there. And I think as you become more advanced, like it's okay to like apply like enterprise budgets and um looking at a certain crop, like that all that stuff is good, but that's definitely more advanced. And I think and I know I know we always say this, but it is time. And it's, mm-hmm. I, that is a hard, I know that's a hard pill to swallow for beginning people, but I feel like with my crop plan, it's like one, I think you just need to find a spot to get started, make it simple for yourself. And then that's where like note taking and um, recording your observations during the year, a lot of that is going to tie into your mm-hmm. crop plan next year. So it will eventually become easier, um, yeah. but it's going to feel hard and 
at first, I think. And it's going to feel like you're just like kind of like throwing a dart at a dart, closing your eyes and throwing a dart mm-hmm. at the dartboard. And, and that's okay. I mean, there's definitely like some planning stuff that we can talk about to get you started. But don't you feel like, I mean, every year I'm like, whoa, could have used more, yeah. I don't know, yeah. weight, <laughs> you know, so yeah. you plug that in. Yeah. No, I think that's where, like you said, time, the time piece in Mm-hmm. You know, as my process has evolved, you know, um, that's when I started involving my financials where I look at my goals mm-hmm. for the year and like what I produced last year. So one of the things, and it's really like, yes, it's a hard number feel looking at like what we harvested out of our field and then there's mm-hmm. those shrink sheets, but it, you don't have to have a shrink sheet and you don't have to have a harvest list mm-hmm. to know mm-hmm. a sense of what was in your field. So I think, you know, I got hung up early on like, well, I don't have those records or I wasn't good at keeping harvesting records, you know? So that in itself, I think thinking you have to have all of those things can paralyze you a little bit. Um, But I mean, it wasn't until maybe two years ago that I was incorporating my financials into it, right? Where I was like, this is the number I want to hit. And then to get that number in this thing, like what, you know, in this particular enterprise, what does Mm -hmm. that look like? Um, So sure, there's like a higher level to talk about it. And then there's like a just keeping it simple. But I think keeping it simple allows you to get that process grooved in, you get a habit formed. And then from there, you can take more advanced and start to pull more information off of it. Like you're saying, like, you know, making, making some assessments about the season on it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And just, and I think when making it simple also applies to maybe being more laser focused in what you're doing. So if you're, when you're starting, you're doing everything, it's like, I'm selling to florists and I'm making market bouquets and I'm doing this. Like a lot of times the flowers that you're growing are going to vary based on what kind of business that you have. So in order to, I guess, even before you sit down to crop plan, maybe it's good to try and like be more laser focused about what it is that you're growing for. And like, let's say if you're just going to do like boutique weddings, well, then, you know, your, your crop plan is going to need to be focused more on like blushes and whites and yeah. burgundies, like all the hot wedding colors, mm-hmm. apricots, like all of that kind of stuff, as opposed to, you know, so you're not being pulled in all these different directions. Like, oh, I really love that diet. It's like hot pink and it's so fun and beautiful. It's like, but you can grow that, but maybe but it wouldn't really be the right choice for what your business outlet is. Mm-hmm. So I think that which is generally skipped, a skipped piece is kind of refining who you're growing flowers for. And then I think that would help you simplify down to be able to simplify a crop plan just like a little easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's good advice because it's, yeah, it's like overwhelming. And then to take it and go from that to a seed schedule and like, how am I getting that? But yeah, I mean, keeping it, keeping it simple. I think there's a quote right way that you should be doing it. Right. Or they, Mm -hmm. you know, this big high level, but the Mm -hmm. truth is, it's like, it's, it really should be a knockdown simplified process just to start it, just to start it. You can build onto it from there if you want, but yeah, just getting it started is that's the first step Mm -hmm. period. So yes. Yep. Agree. Okay. All right. Uh, Next question from on Teal Lane. Um, succession planting tips. It intimidates me. Okay. Succession planting is because anyone can grow flowers once. I feel like the key to being a good flower farm is that you have multiple successions. So the, the trick is having flowers all year 
ground. And that's where your that's where your crop plan is like really rooted is making sure that you're planning for having different successions. Like I had a question, I spoke at the Mid-Ohio Growers Group um, last week and I had someone asked me about zinnias. They're like, well, you know, I grew zinnias, but they were just like, but by August they didn't have them and they, or they were, how do you, how do you uh, combat the powdery mildew on them all season? I was like, I actually don't combat the powdery mm-hmm. mildew. Yeah. I literally like for us zinnias. I I feel like after a couple cuts, the first couple cuts are the best. The second, the last ones are like terrible. Yeah. They're diseased by that time. So like on our farm, we're succession planting them every like two and a half to three weeks. Like I want a fresh batch of zinnias all the time. And you know, you know what I mean when they're looking tired and they're just oh like, yeah. I think zinnias yeah. is like a great example of succession planting. So I think um, prioritizing and making sure that you are succession planting is key. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think where I got like, I was confused about it in the beginning was like how often I should do each variety because it's always different. So, you know, to me that was looking at, you know, I would reference Johnny's. I would reference Mm -hmm. um, like any, you know, I would just try to like Google things on the internet. Flower Farmer Facebook group scared me. So I never really like referenced. (laughs) I never went. Yeah. It is a terrifying place to be. (laughs) I don't even know how it's like there's like a what's the what's the website that you put things in to know if like something's BS? Is it like Snoops or Snopes? Oh. Snoops. <laughs> you know that like to know yes. if things are yeah. we need like a flower this farmer is- Snopes. <laughs> Somebody's somebody tell yeah. us what it's actually really called because I it's don't terrible. know. But, <laughs> you know, you you just like take that thing and you're like, you know, I would read some of this information. I'm like, OMG, this is a tangent, by the way. So mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with succession planting. But I'm just saying <laughs> there's some scary info out there from a lot of people who don't know. (laughs) Anyway, Mm -hmm. off the soapbox. Yes. Okay. So (laughs) I would try to find those, um, you know, I would try to find the information on those succession tips. And then I would try to group those flowers together, you know, like in a list if they were like warm season or cool season, you know, and then uh, to knowing how often. So basically we're planting in theory, we, well, in reality too, we are planting flowers basically every week, whether that's like popping seed in direct seeding or we're starting seeds and stuff gets planted out. Like kind of once we start, we don't stop, which is why seed starting is at the bottom of my favorites list because it just like, once that train gets going, it just keeps going. So yeah, I mean, that information's out there. You just have to look specific to the crop you're wanting, Mm -hmm. but you know, mother nature plays a role in that too with like sunflowers. Mm -hmm. You know, we plan them. How many times have yes. we messaged each other? Like they're all blooming yeah. at once, <laughs> you know, like maybe it didn't rain yeah. or like it got too, you know, like it was super, super hot and dry and you couldn't get enough irrigation on them or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mother nature just plays a huge part in how long that succession actually takes. Sometimes they bloom all together. So yeah, there's just a lot of variables in what we do. So, I mean, like, and and this was hard learning for me because I, you know, worked for an accountant. So it's like I Excel spreadsheets are, 
ingrained in me. So when it didn't bloom, like when the Excel spreadsheet said it was going to bloom, then I was like having an issue. But I feel like time learning, all those things are so incredibly important. Generally on our farm, talking about spring stuff or like cool flowers, we're doing two different successions about three weeks apart. In summer, I'm adding one at the end of this year because for us in Ohio, um, we're zone 6A, our frost date keeps getting later mm-hmm. and later and later. And this mm-hmm. year, I I hate scraping for flowers. First of all, that is like, yeah, ugh the worst. And so Mm -hmm. this year I'm going to add a fourth succession into all my summer stuff. So, I mean, I succession plant most of my summer stuff Mm -hmm. into four different successions. So I'm like, and that last succession, it's okay if it's a little bit of a Hail Mary. Sometimes it'll work out. Sometimes it won't, but you will be so happy that you followed through and did that when it does work out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As you were just talking, I was thinking, you know, succession planting is really keeping a commitment to yourself and to, you know, getting yes. getting a calendar because um, that's how I started. I mean, I, I, I live in spreadsheets. I live in calendars. Like that's just that I operate in weeks of the year and stuff goes, it is just that's how you get it scheduled. So it takes the intimidation, I think, out of it a little bit once you put it up on the calendar and you can, you know, tie that into your seed starting schedule to know like I need this many of this plant and then it gets planted on these dates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just, it's just an accountability yeah. piece, I think, to like follow through on, on getting in the yeah. ground. But yeah, you're right, man. When you get it and it hits, you're like, oh, I've got sunflowers. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I yeah. still have sunflowers. Like, <laughs> Suck it, Kroger, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like, again, going back to record keeping, like you're going to know from year to year, like, man, these were looking tired and I really could have used a fresh like basil succession, whatever the case. And you're going to know those things because it always comes from like feeling a pain point on something. It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. I really wish Mm -hmm. I would have had this. Or it's like, whoa, that first succession really ran into the second. I can space those out a little bit more. So Mm -hmm. it's a working document that you tweak, you know, as again, just loosen your grip a little bit because we we farm with mother nature and there's just so many variables. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that thing, it'll become your Bible after a while, you know? So when people are like, tell me all of your crop planning, I'm like, you aren't reading my diary, but I'll help you create a diary. (laughs) (laughs) And we all live in our different microclimates and all that. So it's like what works for someone is not going to work. And I feel like we'll talk about this in one of the, one of the other episodes, but it's like always like, seeing what other people are doing and then thinking, oh, you're missing mm-hmm. out. I'm like, no, no, no. We, we need to start turning our eyes more inward on ourselves and holding yeah. ourselves accountable because with seed starting too, it's like when there was, I think it was my third year. I'm like, if I do anything, I'm going to keep this damn seed starting schedule. <laughs> like I'm yeah. going to do it when I say that I'm doing it because we were, yeah. we were feeling pain points on that. So it is really important. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's how you learn. Yep. Angela Bornman, asked, uh, do you group your U-pick by color or by flower varieties? And that's a good question. So last year we had a Celosia hell as we, as we talked about it in the Christmas episode. (laughs) So we had just in every bed, pretty much everywhere that came up pink. So, um, I suppose that was, it was sort of like a cover crop. So that totally tangent there, but group flowers by color or by variety. And we, but we group them it's by variety, but it's also, so how I tackle my U pick is by 
I don't know how I want to say this, but like something that might need netted, right? So on, and that on my farm is going to look very different than what it does on Shannon's. So, you know, think like these snapdragons that need, need to be netted. So they'll be next to something else that's going to be a similar size so that the netting isn't like super, super high on one and then, you know, real short on the other side. And then I'm also thinking about when I'm putting the flowers in there, is this a bed that we're going to turn? So for sunflowers, for example, you know, we know that we're doing successions of those in the U-Pick all the time. So we're constantly planting that. So the, that bed would not get grouped with something, for example, that needs net needs netting because I don't want to pull that netting off, you know, and I'm not going to pull fabric out. It's such a quick turn. We'll just direct seed it right in the bed. So a lot of those things are taken into consideration when, you know, when we're planting the U-Pick specifically, there's only a handful of those beds that we turn uh, and the way we succession plan is we actually leave some of the beds bare. So I don't go through and plant you know, the entire, you know, half acre or whatever it is, we will leave some of those beds bare and then we'll come in and plant those later. And that's how we get our successions in there. So we still do those in there. But as we were talking about like zinnias, for example, those customers do not care. You know, at the end of the season, they look tired, but we will cut something that has, you know, um, powdery mildew, botrytis, anything like that on it. And we show them how to strip the leaves off. And as long as the flowers still look fine, you know, they're okay with it. They look at it from a very different eye than what we do. So I get I get a bigger stretch in my um, successions in the U-Pick than I do in our own production beds. So, but yeah, we don't really... Um, I, cause I also like the look of having it sort of like wild flowerish look, you know, they're blocked by like, you know, snaps and then ageratum, uh, gomphrena, things like that. But I also like to have like several different kinds of flowers or varieties within one bed. So I think it makes it feel less production oriented, right. And more like I'm just in a flower field, you know, so we might have like cosmos next to. Uh, zinnias or celosia or something like that, but wait. And I know you don't do that specific to you don't you your yeah. you pick kind of turns into it's your production field, it's like, right? It's out of our production field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Like you know, we had our you picks last year, and the main complaint that we got was how can you label these? Do you get this lens? How, can you label these so that we know yes. what it is? Yes. And yes. I'm like, what? No yes. way I'm, I'm going to go through and I, label all this. What do you do? Okay. So I have a solution for this this year because um, I get it every year and I thought about it in the beginning. I thought about like having set beds and I'm like, OMG, I do not. I do not want to do this. So what we're going to do is we're – so because we run the pick like once a week, we're going to make something that has like little – like little vases or tubes that has a display with just tags on it. And we're just going to cut a flower and drop it in for the week. So whoever works the U-Pick on Thursday, you know, imagine like a sandwich board. I saw this idea actually at the Cincinnati Zoo and they have oh, like a cute. what's in bloom. And so it's like they can just handwrite on the tag or like they have a written tag. And we we know what varieties we're going to grow for that year. So it's like just having it like somebody just walk through, snip a flower, drop it in. That way they like they know what they can cut. They know – what, you know, it gives them like a idea of what things are. It'd be fun for them to come back and like match it up and I'll do like the Latin names on it and then the cultivar specific and we're going to do a yeah. um, 
I'm going to do like a little uh, educational piece at the top that says, you know, what like the genus specific epithet, the yeah. uh, cultivar, just so that like there is an educational that's piece because people yeah. are asking for it, but it's a very hard, that's a hard thing to tackle because they're like, I am not moving. I just imagine <laughs> like walking with this like wooden stake and like solution, solution, solution. <laughs> this shit is everywhere. <laughs> You know they'd never be able to find it anyways. No, no. <laughs> I thought about a map. Like that was one thing yes. I thought about. I'm like, okay, do I lay the That's map cute, out of the yeah. field? Yeah, but it's yeah. like – Yeah, because I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah. I had this one lady like, we're like, oh, how are you? Are you enjoying yourself? Anything we can help with? Well, I really wish this was all labeled because I don't even know what the hell the heck I'm picking. I'm like – Great, have fun. Like, I don't know what you to say to stuff like that. Next time, just a bag of walnuts, and we'll just chuck them at them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. happy you're enjoying yourself. We're not an arboretum. Yikes. We're not a public garden. Fine, uh, yes. I, but if they're asking, and yours is to- yours yes. is different too, because you're doing more like you pick events. Like whereas I have something yes. that's designated yeah. for it, mm-hmm. because you know your fields are just laid out so beautifully and they've got the space and there's really not these like massive trip hazards. Our production fields are like, it makes me crazy to think about when people are in there. (laughs) So yeah, Yeah. it's like a lot, it would be an easier thing for me to incorporate that type of like setup, but yours are, yours would be more difficult than that. That okay, that's cute. I'm gonna steal that idea because I think if they have questions, because a lot of time they're asking about stuff on the way out, like, oh, I just had to ask, what is this? You know, they're just like really interested. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. that's a good idea. I'm gonna steal that. Yeah, yep, steal it. I stole it from the zoo. <laughs> okay, the next question is from Jake Vogel, 92, um, who sent us a really sweet message on Instagram. So thank you, Jake. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. It seems like you are. So thank you for reaching out. Those kind words are always just the sweetest. Is it really important to sow successions of plants that are cut and come again? So I think talking about what we kind of referenced before is that generally cut and come again flowers are great. They're, they can have longevity in beds, but I would say that in order to kind of combat some of the diseases or them looking tired, that you're going to want fresh flowers. So that is really why succession planting is so important, especially in the cut and come again flowers. Um, Because I think I would say like, you know, the majority of our stuff kind of is cut and come again, you know, really, especially if we're talking summer stuff. Yeah. Would you agree, Lynn? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like an element to them looking tired, you know, like they just get to the point where we've cut on them too much. And then, you know, there's like an airflow issue, especially with zinnias that, they get like really diseased and they look terrible. And it's like, you're going to be very thankful you had that second, you know, second or third succession um, in there for it. But yeah, I almost, almost all of my stuff, I am, you know, doing multiple successions on sun or uh, snapdragons are one that we just kind of have, like, that's a side one that we have on a schedule. I know a lot of people use those as cut and come again. um, And we do in our U pick, but that's kind of the like exception to the rule. I think with us, we're not really using this yeah. again. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So yeah. for the cut and come again flowers, succession planting is incredibly important for them. So mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think that's okay. did we wrapped do good? it up. Yeah, I think we did good. I think we're doing better. <laughs> have you yeah. ever gone back and listened to yeah. old episodes? <laughs> I have. No, I've, I don't even listen to the episode. I try not to. I'm like, I, I don't know. It's the sound of my own voice. 
I'm listening to it the day before, before it goes out for edits. Yes. And then, which I think last week we had a little snafu at the end, like the music started and then I was still talking about my mattress, which I think is going to come this week. (laughs) So stoked about it. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it was, I did notice that like the music played, I was still talking and then it was like, it kind of closed out, but I didn't die inside. I was like, that is progress. Like, it's not perfect. Like shit happens, you know? Like I, know. I just, I yes. think at the beginning it have been like, oh my God, how did we, oh, but anyway. So, in our first episode, do you remember yeah. when Daisy was barking? Yes. <laughs> and I listened to it. I literally died. I, I think I was texting Lindsay at like 5 a.m. I'm like, yeah. oh, I got the back from the editor. <laughs> like the damn dog's barking. <laughs> So if you do ever go back and listen to our intro episode, you can hear my yeah. yellow lab Daisy being annoying. <laughs> but uh, oh, so, so yeah, I know. we're loosening, loosening up. We should be. What are we at? Like thirty something now? Yeah, we're getting. We're yeah, getting I'm real proud of us. Yes, I know. Me too. Doing it. Yes. Well, um, if you guys have not, you heard the commercial at the beginning, our little plug for our uh, Dirt on Flowers Insiders. If you guys have not jumped on the wait list, that opens up in about a week. It's going to start the beginning of February. So um, head over to our website to check that out. So it's the dirtonflowers.com forward slash membership. Uh, it kind of gives you the run through of what we talked about at the beginning. But honestly, we really appreciate you guys listening. And it's fun for us. Uh, the feedback, it's been growing. The, yeah. the reach is growing. It's been exciting for us uh, because you know, we're showing up as volunteers currently, <laughs> just like wanting to be, you know, we want to be there in a way that like, what we wanted when we first started. And so it's been, it's, it's a rewarding process for us to like get that feedback and know that like we are giving you something and, and hopefully some hope to know that like it it didn't take us that long to get up to speed. Like you're going to be there. Like it's not going to be that long, like consume all this information. You will be knocking it out of the park. You probably already are, but you just aren't recognizing are. it yet. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't left, left us a review on the podcast, wherever you're listening in, we would be so grateful if you just dropped us a few words because it does help other people like yourself to find us, other fellow dirtbags. Yeah. Thank you for showing up each week and joining us. We really appreciate it. And I hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you same time, same place next week. Bye. Bye.